0: welcome to the Paper Plane Cocktail Hour. I am one of your hosts, Amy Lowenberg, Senior Relations Manager for New York Now, Community Spotlight Podcaster, and all-around retail advocate. My focus is to bring you important information, conversations, and perspectives from both sides of the aisle.
1: And I am your host, Sarah, the Paper Nerd. You may know me as the founding editor and editor-in-chief of Stationary Trends Magazine, my site, The Paper Nerd, or possibly my other podcast, The Paper Fold. I have been covering the stationery and gift industry since 1997, but never did I imagine that I'd one day be covering the market here in the virtual space.
0: So throughout 2022, Sarah and I will be raising our glasses alongside our pencils as we share stories, compare notes, and celebrate three of our all-time favorite topics
1: stationary connection and cocktails cheers Cheers. so i have a question for you amy how was the february new york now market
0: oh thank you for asking it was really great we were just so excited to be back in person again continuing to support our industry highlighting our vendors and connecting buyers to the best products across all categories We actually heard that this market brought unprecedented levels of success with many of our vendors who reported taking record-breaking orders.
1: That is so wonderful to hear. And I so enjoyed my New York City jaunt. Uh, For me, it sort of takes several weeks to visually process everything and make sense of it all. So that's (laughs) just starting to happen now. (laughs) I I really, really adored getting to spend time on the famed New York Now show floor and interact with not just product, but the people behind it. Um, There's really no compare. And don't get me started on trying to replicate that experience on a screen. (laughs) (laughs) I think my favorite new maker find was 20 Some Design. Founded by Sadie Tepper. Remember you heard that name here first. I think we're going to see great things from this Chicago House of Paper. Really, I just wish some of these cards had been in existence when I was younger. Um, Can I please go back in time to send my 20-something self her do-it-for-you card?
0: (laughs) I totally agree. I think Sadie is fantastic. And 20-some design, y'all should all check her out. Um, we had such a strong paper presence, this market, which I was so happy to see the gift and stationary section was just so heavy with our beloved designers and makers. And we had our stationary incubator, the GCA village and the floor to store exclusive. And yeah, what an experience that was. (laughs) All good. All good. Um, But I really don't mind sharing that I think I'm still recouping from both working the market and exhibiting at the market at the same time. (laughs) Um, Felt a little schizophrenic, but um, it was really just an honor for me to highlight some of our vendors within the gifted stationery section. I would have just loved to feature all of them. Um, But we really did learn a lot from this first time out of the gate experience. And, And one of the main comments I don't mind sharing with you is that buyers wanted to place orders right there in the booth. So it really did serve its purpose of exposing brands that the buyer may have missed and and subsequently brought them together, which, which really was my main focus.
1: So, um, but I really love seeing it. Um, you seem to have your hands in every industry segment. <laughs> you visit stores, you put together store visits, you put together booths. I guess I'm just waiting for you to start letter pressing your own greeting card range.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that may be my next big project. Who knows? Um, I may have to reach out to some of our friends um, who are already well-versed in that or I may just let the experts be the experts. Um, who knows? <laughs> um, but first, um, let's talk about the podcast episode as we're midway through our beginning year segment where we are still spotlighting our community players in their first act. Why don't you share with our paper plane peeps who our next guest is?
1: I would love to, Amy. Amy. So, today's conversation is with the heart, soul, and brain behind Honeyberry Studios' Yuko Miki. Honeyberry Studios is a one-woman shop where all the art, design, marketing, and packaging is done by Yuko herself. And just when we need to be reminded to take a moment and maybe a deep breath, Yuko comes to the rescue with her menagerie of adorable animals and upbeat messaging. She defines loving yourself as an act of resistance, and her offbeat, life-affirming range of stationary and lifestyle merchandise makes that a reality. Yuko believes that art heals and self-care is for everyone, that we all deserve beauty and joy in our lives. And so she shares her experiences that transported her to create Honeyberry and how she incorporates her anti-racism sustainable values into her work. All the while helping others to embrace the same values in their own lives, one uplifting card at a time.
0: That's right. She says that our voices, needs, and creativity matters. And I say, we should get started with this amazing conversation.
2: I think we need to. (laughs) Hi, Yuko. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's, It's an honor to be here.
1: So, you come to stationary from a non-stationary background. Mm-hmm. You worked for Lifewire, a domestic violence nonprofit for fourteen years. You don't have an art background, uh, but you love to doodle, and your work has a certain exuberance uh, that is really hard to resist. On your site, you discuss how you have incorporated your anti-racism values into Honeyberry Studio's practices, noting that ecological stewardship is Mm anti-racism. Can
2: you talk a little bit about the actions you've taken to that end? Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you so much for that question. Um, You know, since I wrote that on my website. I haven't really revisited that uh, very often. So your question really gave me the pause to reflect on that more in my practice too. So I really appreciate the opportunity. And yeah, I think we all know that, you know, black, brown and indigenous communities are disproportionately affected by uh, what's happening, uh, like climate change and, you know, ecological decline. Um, And, you know, as a small business owner, And as a product based business, I think there are many things that we can do to um, minimize harm. And I think when I think about myself as just a one person business, you know, I know that my impact won't be huge than like other, you know, compared to other corporate, like big businesses. Um, So I'm not trying to be perfect or, um, you know, do like more than what I can handle sustainably. Um, So what I focus on is to really look at, you know, where my products come from and um, minimize waste uh, in my process and uh, in my work. And so one of the uh, actions that I'm taking is to make sure that when I can produce my products uh, using recycled materials, uh, I can do that. And also minimizing waste, you know, meaning I sell, like most of the products I sell are uh, note cards and greeting cards, which come in uh, clear sleeves when I sell to the wholesale uh, retailer customers. But I use compostable sleeves now and other packaging as well. If I can find uh, compostable Uh, materials I do that and uh you know and I'm also slowly transitioning to that I you know I have a lot of backstock of things that I was using before I don't want to like trash those either so I think you know slow steps uh small steps are um helpful that you know it's something that any of us can do and knowing that it makes a little bit of a difference and uh, yeah, so those are the things I'm doing in my business.
1: I mean, I think I think those are all really important. I love to hear that you're doing it. Hopefully, it will inspire others uh, too as well. But I even think just acknowledging it on your site and. Just you know, sharing your values, uh, putting them in, you know putting them not in print but you know out there for everyone to see is an important first step uh,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, for us all. You know, the more mm-hmm. we see this kind of thing, the more everybody starts sort of examining our own approaches. Hundred
0: percent, I agree mm-hmm. with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on what, what what Sarah is sharing with you too. I mean, I think you do a, a lovely job of speaking your your true values on your mm-hmm. site mm-hmm. and um yeah the repetition in mm-hmm. us hearing and reading mm-hmm. and seeing it being practiced is mm-hmm. what will continue to um amplify this mm-hmm. within our own lives thank you oh my god you're so welcome um I am, i'm <laughs> just like completely taken with your work what I like is that you are what, what you say on your site is that you are not a glass half full kind of person so <laughs> art makes you happy and you do that to fill your glass right mm-hmm. yeah I have to tell you by the way flowers make me happy and your work oh. is good with flowers. So your work makes me very happy too.
2: Um,
0: (laughs) you also say that running your own business is the best therapy. So, um, (laughs) clearly you actively move in a more, in, in more of a direction that brings you joy. Mm -hmm. And as a newer business owner, you do everything yourself. Just You create all your art and designs, you package all your products and you do your own marketing um, for sale online and then to your wholesale retailers around the country. I think you're in like 27 states and you're in Canada and Japan and there are just too many stockists for me to count Um, And that is just really impressive for a newer business. So Mm -hmm. you have to share, like, what are some of your secrets around developing and running your business that maybe you can share with some of our newer business owners and Mm -hmm. listeners and they can take Mm -hmm. to heart?
2: Yeah, thank you for your kind words. Um, Yeah, I mean, definitely it's, you know, it's taken time. Um, I've been doing this kind of, you know, on the side since 2013, I believe. Um, so it really, you know, happens slowly uh, and organically and really trying, you know, trial and error uh, very much. And uh, what I've, you know, realized is it's about relationships with customers um, and also relationships with your community. And uh, I love creating a relationship and friendship and just connecting with my community on a very personal level. And so, you know, um, so what that means, you know, what that looks to me is, I guess one of the things, um, I do and I enjoy in my business is actually marketing. And, you know, when you hear marketing, like, I think a lot of people are kind of scared of like, oh, I don't want to be like salesy or I don't want to be like doing, you know, like it's not, I'm not a marketer, but what I think about is marketing is actually like creating relationship and. Uh, communicating so you know I do an email newsletter uh, with my retail and wholesale customers and that's been really fun for me Uh, it's a fun way for me as an introvert to connect with uh, my community on more of a one-on-one basis and I'm happy to share what's going on in my personal life and I think that's what also uh, a lot of my community members um, connect with me through is you know not only through my art but also like knowing who I am as person uh, is really I think it resonates with the people I work with um, and also specifically well okay not very spe- specifically also mm-hmm. you know with my customers that I try to communicate very clearly and very honestly so um, you know making sure or making clear expectations of like what I can do and what, what I cannot do uh, with my customers. It's very important. And if I promise something and if I can't deliver it, um, I let them know that that's not happening. I apologize. And I try to make, you know, I try to fix or make right the situation as soon as I can. So I think really um, taking responsibility for my actions And uh, being um, transparent about my process and expectations, I think, are very helpful, too. Uh, And being disrespectful to my customers, you know, businesses and their, like, (laughs) day-to-day. So, um, yeah, follow-through is very important to me as well. And, um, yeah, what else has helped me grow my business? So when I started selling my art, I was doing a lot of in-person markets and shows, craft fairs and art shows. I did a lot of them. I did like almost every weekend I was out there selling my stuff. Yeah, that helped a lot to just see my customers' reactions uh, in person, like right there um, for my work. And just kind of getting feedback from them, like what you know what works for them, what doesn't work for them. And that's how I met a lot of my wholesale, like local wholesale customers as well. Um and yeah, so that was really helpful, which of course, kind of ended when pandemic happened. Yeah. Uh, but I think it helped that I already had a pretty engaged uh, group of customers online uh, before the pandemic happened. So I was able to transition into online uh, business model, 100%. It,
0: it sounds like you developed them directly through, mm-hmm. you know, being on the ground floor mm-hmm. and getting out there and, mm-hmm. and getting yeah. yourself exposed mm-hmm. to, you know, a whole different yeah. group of, of um, buyers. And you're right, you know, retailers yeah. Yeah. are shopping those markets yeah. left and right mm-hmm. to find oh, yeah. these <laughs> hidden gems like yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, You know, interesting because I, you know, I sit on a marketing team too, but I don't consider Mm -hmm. myself a marketer in, you know, Mm -hmm. in in the clinical sense, but Mm -hmm. I I agree with you. It is all about building that relationship Mm -hmm. and nobody wants to have a friend that's not authentic right? Uh-huh. We, we cut those people out of our lives. You know, uh-huh. it they, they, they don't give us the energy that we need. Uh-huh. So transparency, uh-huh. um, you know, just setting the expectation, uh-huh. uh, such important uh-huh. um, values and ethics uh-huh. to uh, thread within your marketing uh-huh. um, communications. But I want to ask you another question about that because uh-huh. I also think for Newer business owners, there's that question of how often do I communicate? You know mm-hmm. can, can you expand on maybe how mm-hmm. often you communicate or the layers?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think how often is really it's really up to you. Um, you know, how much time do you have and like what do you have to say, right? Like you don't want to be spammy. We don't want. People to right, right. like see your email in your box every day and like oh my god it's Yuko again. <laughs> <Right>? so, <laughs> uh, so I think you know I think what you're communicating is important. You know like your customer wants to um, like get something right, like they want to see something cute or like they want to feel like cared for or um, you know whatever that you're trying to communicate. I think that's important. But um, for myself, I do it weekly. Um, I used to be very like strict about, you know, what day and time, like something should go out and like, same with the social media. I used to do daily posting on Instagram and Facebook, mm-hmm. um, over time that has changed. And, uh, I think during the pandemic, um, especially I became more relaxed with myself, And I think partly because I just I was exhausted. I'm still exhausted from the pandemic. Yeah, I think we Uh, all are. I just (laughs) I think we all are exhausted. So I I try to be gentle with myself, and uh, I don't want to do something just because I feel like I should. Um, You know, I'm my own boss. I can do what I feel is like best. What I'm called to do when I when I'm called to do it and which is a, a, a big privilege um and uh, I'm grateful to have that freedom and you know and also realizing that yeah like consistency is important uh and also that's not everything right like one week I send an email on Monday next week I won't send an email till Saturday that's fine. Nobody's sighing. Nobody's complaining. <laughs> I know, I, nobody's that upset about it. Like people are busy. Like they're not they're like it's three o'clock me. on Tuesday. Where's my post? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, people are, people have more important things. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, I think it depends. Uh, I think, yeah, once a week feels good to me. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it's a, it's a nice, you know, people hopefully don't forget about me. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I think it's nice. I used to do a lot more too, but it just got too much. Um, and, and social media too. I don't, I don't do it daily anymore. I just do it when I feel like sharing something. I, sure. when I'm inspired to do it, maybe three or four days a week or something.
0: Sure. Well, it's a whole other job.
2: mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I I really I agree. I feel like um, I sort of came out of pandemic, or I guess we're not really out, um, with Mm -hmm. sort of um, a knowledge. (laughs) I just you know you sort of give yourself Mm -hmm. a permission to not be perfect, to Mm -hmm. not you know right. You know, Mm -hmm. it's one thing to envision something unfolding a certain way, but then there's Mm -hmm. the reality, and Mm -hmm. you know just sort of like leaning into Mm -hmm. that instead of these sort of Mm -hmm. you know um high expectations that often you know mm-hmm. aren't realistic but that being said mm-hmm. um i signed up for mm-hmm. your uh, brighter days your 100 brighter days on your site and i mean i'm loving i'm a, i get yes. an email every day from you oh. just like a <laughs> thought and a little image mm-hmm. to start my day mm-hmm. if it's a busy mm-hmm. day mm-hmm. Um, i you know and i don't have time to look mm-hmm. it's not the end of the world i might not see that one mm-hmm. but it is nice mm-hmm. to have, uh, mm-hmm. that kind of consistency. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. had you done though, had you done the hundred days? Like when did you do them and they, mm-hmm. when someone signs up, do they just automatically go out?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, very good points. Thanks for reminding me that. Cause I, created those, you know, in 2020 and I kind of forget about them. (laughs) So yes, it is it still happens. Uh yeah. So I started drawing or yeah. Okay, I have to think for a little bit. Um I think I started sending them out right like after the pandemic kind of started like March, like April or something like that, 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, and like you said, Amy, like why when you pointed out that my work is also kind of like a therapy for me, is you know, because my art like brings me joy as well. Um, that when pandemic started, it was it was hard, you know, like everyone else. Um it was just hard not knowing what's gonna happen, you know, how the things gonna like unfold and how long it's gonna go. And uh, we were living in a lot of uncertainty and fear, and uh, I you know, one thing I know that works for me um, is to like, look at my work and you know <laughs> I create something joyful um, to uplift you know people's lives. And And going back to that a little bit, i I have done one three hundred sixty five day project before where I drew. Uh, it was called the happiness is project where I drew a little illustration about like what made me happy that day every day for uh, 365 days. Wow! So I am also a very disciplined or like very structured (laughs) person. So it's actually not painful for me to do something every day. Um, So I just, I'm not choosing not to right now, but uh, so that's not really painful. Uh, And yeah, so in the beginning of pandemic, I wanted to do something um do something to like yeah make things better <laughs> make myself feel better and um uh, also like from my past experience working nonprofit that helping others or so doing something for other people um actually helps me so that's kind of how I started the 100 day um project for during the pandemic and it's Started out as 60. I promised, you know, I'll do 60 days. And when the 60 day neared, I was like, I'm not, well, pandemic wasn't done. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what I was thinking. Like by 60 days, I'm sure things would be better. Like surprise. No, it's not better. Early on, it Mm -hmm. seems like a lot. Like,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, we thought it was going to be a couple of weeks at first. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. It
2: probably seemed like super ambitious. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to do 60 days. And then, yeah, 60 day came and went and I decided to extend it to 100 saying like, well, the 60 is not enough. <laughs> well, apparently 100 wasn't enough either, but that, that was a good number to stop. But anyway, yeah, I wanted to do something to help my, you know, my customers and friends mm-hmm. uh, and also in the process help myself to have something to focus on, you know, something fun and joyful to focus on during those, you know, dark days.
0: It, and I just think it's so delightful when we get to do what we love mm-hmm. and that what we love actually makes other people happy as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. You know, I, I have a little bit of that um, nonprofit in my background too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I can align with you and in how it makes us feel to help other people mm-hmm. but there there are so many different ways that mm-hmm. what we do can you know impact a person a group um I, I just want to get back to your product a little bit just because I'm I'm mm-hmm. like sitting here scrolling through your site as we talk and I just <laughs> like everything from your greeting cards like I love the, like, the barn owl and eat a owl. rainbow my god I just I love them <laughs> so much and you have tea towels and bundles and and, and art prints. And, um, I'm just, uh, you know, I, 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 just, I can see how your work makes, uh, Makes the world a better place. If Aww. that doesn't sound a little corny, I'm sorry, but
2: it just, it does. I love corny. Give it to me.
0: <laughs> well, you got it. Um, you know, I, I also wanted to say what I really enjoy about your work is that, um, mm-hmm. like, especially with a greeting card, we're talking about a small space, mm-hmm. and there mm-hmm. um, a lot of them are very full of illustrations, and the the usage mm-hmm. of your negative space mm-hmm. is very, for me, it just it it highlights your work so beautifully. Thank you. You are welcome.
1: Yeah, um, I I really I really uh, was really taken by your work from the first time I saw it in New York, and it, it's a real joy. Every time I go on your site, I like I find something new that uh, speaks to me. For anyone listening who's not acquainted uh, with with Yuka's work, like I, go to her site and sign up for her hundred days. If if you're not into it, you know I don't think you won't be. But not, <laughs> it's, just an, it's just an email. You're not like really committing to, you know, anything, but you would be surprised on days when you might wake up feeling like you have a lot going on. You might feel mm-hmm. a little overwhelmed. You might be in a good mood, um, you know, wh- whatever is going on. It's a nice, it is a nice thing to get in your email every day to just mm-hmm. sort of like take a moment, pause, think, sort of center yourself, <laughs> and then, like <laughs> jump right back into it. Uh, so, uh, that brings us to our last question. Uh, we're curious, how have the events of the past few years or so changed how you see stationary and even Mm. like approach designing greeting cards? Mm. Um, how do you think this category, um, Mm. both greeting cards and stationary, uh, will continue to evolve in consumer perception?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. I, yeah, reflected on that a lot yesterday. It has changed um, from where I stand because of the pandemic. You know, we're going through this like collective trauma and you know, pain and loss. And yet, you know, we can't really like be with other people safely. And that has been really hard. And what I've noticed, you know, for myself and also for my customers, is that the greeting cards have become even more meaningful tool to, you know, stay connected, and also like really like letting people feel like they're seeing for the pain that they're going through and losses. Um, and you know, I moved here from Japan, like free internet so you know i would get letters from my friends and family and stuff like that and i i think what's like i and i also started like writing letters to my friends during pandemic and uh it's yeah it reminds me of that kind of sweetness and also the slowness and it's a bittersweet that you know like oh okay i can't see you so i will send you a letter (laughs) It's (laughs) yeah it is it's kind of sad and also like it's so nice to have something that you know in your hand and like it's really so nice to see people's handwriting you know it's kind of like you hearing their voices like in your heart and uh Mm -hmm. yeah it's something it's very special and I think you use it's always been that way and uh with with the greeting cards and um sending letters and stuff um I think it's kind of got new meaning now because of the the time that we have been in and uh yeah things have changed and we've all been through a lot and I think that yeah just having something tangible is actually really nice in this digital world. (laughs) Uh and I noticed a lot of my customers by um are you know looking for like friendship and encouragement. Uh, kind of messages, and uh, I love making them. I think I used to think that you know, well, like I need to make more birthday cards and you know I need to make more of these things because that's what sells and that's also it's true and um and people are also looking for more like every day thinking about you, you know, I'm grateful for you. Um, just kind of letting letting your communities know that like they mean a lot and uh Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that will continue.
1: Yeah. I mean I, I totally agree. More. Um it, if there is has been one silver lining to mm-hmm. both the pandemic and st- as stationary, you know, mm-hmm. plays into that. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it's given us like cause to reflect when I mean because mm-hmm. you think and reflect a little bit, maybe before you write a mm-hmm. note, and before you like just dash mm-hmm. off the text. Yeah. I mean, you really yeah are in a situation where you're thinking like, what do you want to say to this person? How do mm-hmm. you feel mm-hmm. in a way that yeah. you may not examine if you're just like dash a text or a quick email, like, uh-huh. Hey, haven't seen you in a while. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so, um, these communications, mm-hmm. you know, people, I think people do inherently understand that they're mm-hmm. a little more meaningful.
0: Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. I I I second what Sarah says. Um and I I can I can see, obviously I know Sarah and I are taking notes on some of the things that you've said. Mm-hmm. And I I know that you're you just said hearing voices, hearing your voice in our hearts is mm-hmm. probably one of the most eloquent ways to talk mm-hmm. about greeting cards. So please know that I'm gonna quote you like, wildly. <laughs> um, and yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I think finding those what we call mm-hmm. silver linings, you know, you're mm-hmm. talking about the glass half full to being full. You mm-hmm. actually do sound like a full glass to be. <laughs> oh, <well, laughs> you know, thank you. You, you are counterbalancing <laughs> and providing. And, and you also said that, um, mm-hmm. you know, you have the privilege of doing what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, when mm-hmm. you want to do it. And, mm-hmm. um, and I think that is kind of a full glass mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last thing I wanted to point out is just what you also said about, um, like the friendship and encouragement, you know, we we will always have birthdays, those don't go away, mm-hmm. you will always need to create those occasions mm-hmm. or or the work that honors certain occasions, but the silver yeah. lining mm-hmm. of the friendship and the thinking about you and the mm-hmm. encouragement part is getting, mm-hmm. you know, a, a much larger platform. Mm-hmm. Um, and that to me is a silver lining because that is yeah. an everyday, mm-hmm. it wasn't just your birthday and I had to, you know, mm-hmm. throw a stamp on an
2: envelope for you. It's yeah. that this made me think of you and mm-hmm. I'm telling you about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I love making them. So, yeah. It's it's working out pretty well.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, we agree.
0: Don't we, Sarah? Yeah, it's a
1: win-win to me.
0: <laughs> well, this has been a really lovely conversation. Um, I want to acknowledge that you're going to be at the New York Now show this February in the Stationary and Gift section. And um, we are so excited to have you there. And so if um, all of our listeners can just make it a point to stop by Yuko's um, booth, you will be able to see live and in person and see touch and feel <laughs> all <laughs> the beautiful work that we're talking about and pulling <laughs> on. So i um, truly excited. And um, what are some other ways that our community can reach out to you?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, I am on Instagram uh, and Facebook at Honeyberry Studios, all in the word. And, uh, and like Sarah said, I have a very vibrant, uh, email communication for my people on my website at honeyberrystudios.com, uh, that anybody can sign up for and it's free. And yeah, those places are great, um, place just to connect with me.
0: Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, I guess with that, we will just say thank you so much for joining us today on the Paper Plane Cocktail Hour. This has been truly enjoyable and it's been a
2: pleasure to meet you. Oh, thank you. It was so nice to meet you, too. And thanks for having me. It was so much fun. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that was
1: fun. Yuko is so insightful, and as I mentioned in her interview, I love her product, but I also love the joy and calm her work brings. I encourage anyone listening to sign up for her 100 Brighter Days emails. They really put a nice spring in your step every morning. Frankly, I'm going to be a little sad when my 100 days are up.
0: (laughs) Agreed. Um, I think Yuko has a wonderful ability to help us weave in positive language and just reinforce affirming and meaningful messaging.
1: I mean, I can't think of a better time in history that we can all use that. So until our next conversation, Amy, where can our listeners find you? So you can always connect with me on Instagram, LinkedIn,
0: or email me at work. I always want to highlight our amazing community on my New York Now Spotlight podcasts and feature you on my Instagram store tours. I'm available to help connect you to new and needed resources and answer any of your New York Now, SF Now, really some of our markets just across Emerald and especially our
1: digital market questions. Um, And how can we connect with you, Sarah? Probably the best way place to connect with me, The Paper Nerd, is at Papernerd.com. You can see more fabulous stationery coverage. Check out my podcast, The Paper Fold, and access Stationery Trends, the industry's award-winning design-driven trade quarterly as well. It's always a pleasure to learn more about makers and spotlight their work, whether it is in publication, blog, or podcast form. If you want to connect, I'd love to hear from you.
0: So please don't hesitate to reach out to either of us with comments, questions, feedback, suggestions for guests, or just to pop in and say hi and introduce yourself. And don't forget, New York Now is an online 365 sourcing and connection platform. Make sure to sign up and sign in and definitely connect with us when you do. Thank you so much. And we will talk with you soon.
1: Cheers. Cheers.